0: Visit www.polsonandnace.com or call 202 463 1999. Today on CityCast DC, if you've spent any time recently at the L'Enfant Plaza Metro Station, you might have noticed something about the signage. It's different. And the new look is coming to a station near you. The system, you see, is rolling out one of the biggest visual changes in its history. We talked with Sarah Meyer, Metro's new Chief Experience Officer, about the hidden in plain sight magic of subway signs and how the new initiative will change the way folks navigate the Metro. Today is Thursday, January 25th. I'm Michael Schaefer, and here's what BC is talking about.
1: Hey, Sarah. Hey. So
0: tell me about this signage redesign. What are you guys doing? Why are you doing it?
1: Sure. We have been hearing from our customers that they feel lost. I joined Metro over the summer in July and getting to work, I was lost too. So best thing we could do, right, is fix it. And so well, I
0: don't know. You're an out-of-towner. I mean, isn't the whole secret scheme to make confuse the out-of-towners so that we can get around faster?
1: Could be. Could be. The problem was is that I, even on the second week, the third week, I was still getting lost. And then when I would ask people about it, they were lost too. So our registered SmartTrip users, even the regular folks that use it on a regular basis, they're getting lost. So we knew we had to fix it.
0: Can you just like walk me through the basics of what you guys are changing?
1: Sure. We are changing all of the signage that you'll see on the ceilings as well as on the walls. And we are changing the digital signs that you see as you walk into the station and the digital signs that are on the platform.
0: And the change is going to be what just broadly?
1: So we are adding cardinal directions, not ordinal.
0: Does cardinal mean like northwest, south? Yes.
1: So we're adding northwest, south, east, eastbound to our signage. We're also adding next stop lists. So tr- you will know real time on those digital screens what the next seven or eight stops are on that train. So for the blue, orange, silver, that's particularly important because each one of those trains goes to different destinations.
0: I just ask one cardinal direction question. You know? Yeah. This is a parochial interest of someone who lives on the red line. It's shaped like a horseshoe. What the heck is north, south, east, and west when you've got something that shape?
1: We've got northeast and northwest, and you'll see what happens. My
0: brain hurts.
1: (laughs) Um, There's a lot of different ways... We can work through this, and uh, the goal is right: making sure that we reduce the number of people wandering around, scratching their heads, and wondering where they are.
0: Who knew there was a whole city of people getting lost out there? So <laughs> you are the the chief experience officer for Metro. You had a job like this at the MTA in New York. You are a certified geeky for signage. Um, I love that. So, so yeah. break it down for those of us who are not what design styles make it easier for folks to get around and, or more interestingly, maybe what design styles really screw things up for people trying to get around?
1: <laughs> there has to be some sort of organizing system. And I think, you know, through no fault of its own, Wamada and uh, the way that the Army Corps of Engineers engineered the system, right, used some military jargon and framework from the very beginning. They labeled the stations as numbers and letters, and that sort of history was never completed. Once we started naming stations instead of using them as numbers and letters, there wasn't a very good mapping system to help people get from station to station. And generally, right, the agency started using terminal stations, not cardinal directions, not downtown, uptown, but instead those terminal stations.
0: Terminal meaning like red line to Shady Grove.
1: Right. Shady Grove, Glenmont, Greenbelt. That was the system. That was the wayfinding system that the entire signage platform was built against. And for those that are out of town and even those that have lived in D.C. for a long time, they might not know where Greenbelt is. And that was sort of the fatal flaw that we're trying to correct now.
0: So is there any, you know, station that was particularly bad or particularly irritating example of signs that tripped people up? Like I get the idea that somebody who's not from here might not necessarily know that Shady Grove is in the, that direction or Glenmont is in that direction.
1: Yeah, I think what we're so blessed with is that our stations are so beautiful. They're really designed, you know, in this brutalist architecture framework that's, you know, really does take your breath away. But you know, when you think about origins of beauty and what we think are beautiful, we think a lot about symmetry. And so when you look at our stations, they all look the same. And especially when you look at transfer stations, and here we're talking about Metro Center, Gallery Place and L'Enfant Plaza, all of the exits and entrances look the same. And because of that, you're sort of always lost, right? Every train platform looks the same and every exit looks the same. So like if you're
0: in another city with a different, differently designed subway system, you might look out the window when you pass a certain station and you'd know, hey, I'm at Metro Center now because that chandelier looks different or something like that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. There would be landmarks. um, And you'd also have those frameworks that would say uptown or downtown, right? That might also help.
2: David, thanks for chatting with me. So like you and I both have cars in the DC metro area and sometimes they're great, but sometimes they can be a hassle. And I heard you had car issues, man. Yes, my car like me is old and falling apart. (laughs) And so I wanted to get it fixed, but one of the truly unpleasant tasks I find in the world is getting your car fixed because you have to take it usually somewhere extremely distant, extremely inconvenient, arrange some alternate form of transportation. And so I heard about Rota, rota rota.com and I went on the rota.com website And they will come and pick your car up, take it from you, and then do the work and bring it back to you. And so I made an appointment on Roto, which was easy as pie, beautiful user interface, um, for the work that I wanted done. The valet showed up at around 10 o'clock at my house as exactly on time. Very easy. Just handed him my keys. He drove off with my car. About an hour later, April called me. She said, here are some things that we found with your car in addition to what you want to do. She sent me videos that Michael... Wait, that, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a car nerd, so I, like, want to know the nitty-gritty of what's happening because I, I don't know stuff. A million percent. They sent me this video. Of, there was a particular belt that was had broken, and they sent me a video of it, and they sent me a list of sort of, here are the things that were recommended. Here are the things that seemed urgent to fix, and I could choose what I wanted to fix and sent that back to them, which took me, like three minutes Michael the technician fixed it they then texted me and said oh your car's on the way back my car was back in front of my house at 2 30 I'd given it to them at 10 it was back in front of my house that afternoon also note the valet did a much better job parking in front of my house than I do (laughs) don't they always so much closer to the curb and it was an incredibly pleasant super easy experience and they were very trustworthy they were clear about what they were going to fix and it was incredibly convenient yeah so this like seems like a dream uh i have used them before but it's been a bit would you use them again for something? i would like use Rhoda again in a second i would use and they have a discount for us too for citycast listeners so if you nice. go to rota.com they have the discount code citycast20 and you get 20 percent off sweet uh thoughts. David, thank you so much for talking with me. Again, CityCast listeners, you get 20% off off any RODA service up to $100 using the code CityCast20. So go to roda.com. That's R-O-D-A.com to book your appointment. When was the last time
1: you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out.
0: I remember hearing about an airport design where they had like literally laid out the tiles in a certain way to kind of subtly create an arrow pointing you in the direction they wanted to go. I assume there's a bunch of that that's sort of part of Metro or any public space that sort of civilians might not even notice. Can you give us some examples?
1: Well, I think right at Lanfant Plaza, there's some works of art that have different colored backgrounds. And people can know their exits if they know the color background is different on the piece of art. And that is too subtle for me and for a lot of other customers. So that's part of how I think, you know, previous generations of WMATA leadership might have tried to handle the wayfinding problem. But now, you know, we're just here to make signs so that people can get around without the the clues.
0: Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people have found you know you've got these pylons in the stations and they're very much part of the metro look, but because they're sort of pointed in a diagonal, people get confused by those.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so we're just working on simplifying things. Instead of using stripes, we're using the circular dots that people are very familiar with. We're using we're putting letters, right, to say if it's a red line you know, instead of that stripe that people might not notice, we're instead putting that train bullet, that train circle with the the letters RD in it, so people really understand it's the red line.
0: So I, I assume it's a like there's sort of a fine balance to strike because there is such a iconic look to the metro system, and you don't want to don't want to like dislodge that, but at the same time, you don't want people to get lost.
1: Exactly, and you know, if if we were simply Uh, Judging aesthetics here, I I would vote very much in favor of the original pylon design. Um, But at this point in time, right, we are looking to bring ridership back. We're looking at discretionary travel more, um, trying to, you know, now that people are working from home, perhaps they're going out to dinner uh, and exploring another neighborhood Uh, And we want them to use transit and to really understand that the red line is there uh, to get you home. And so working really hard to just make things more understandable.
0: I'm wondering if there's any city or system that you took inspiration from to redo the signage that, that, you know, boy, Hong Kong is really easy to get around or something like that.
1: I have this great book called Transit Maps of the World. Uh, I got Um, that book too. It's awesome. And, you know, it, it's got a really helpful uh, index of all of, you know, obviously the maps, but also wayfinding signage. And Mexico City, I think, is most similar to our map, sim, same designer. And so we've, we're picking up some things from there that we're experimenting with at Lenfant Plaza. And hopefully if customers agree that things are clearer, we'll roll these out to more and more stations.
0: Because right now it's just at L'Enfant Plaza, which is conveniently across the street from your office.
1: Correct. Correct. It's also the number one rated most confusing station. So I, I, I do recognize, yes, it is It is across the street from me. I'm happy about that because I get to check the progress every day.
0: I wonder if you got input from, I realized this tweak is not really aimed at the power writers who, who presumably know where they're going but I wonder if you did get input from frequent metro users about stuff they'd like to see.
1: Definitely, definitely. And uh we are working really hard to incorporate everybody's feedback. I think, you know, part of the challenge here is that everybody wants everything all at once, right? This is the United States, this is Washington D.C., and we have a very demanding and educated audience and More information is better to them than less, but with that comes challenges. So putting a stop list in its entirety on one pylon reduces the font to such an extent that it becomes unreadable. And you see that now, and that we're fixing and changing.
0: So what are you doing specifically instead of We're
1: not able to list every single stop so that we can enlarge the font, which is both good for ADA reasons, right? We want everybody to be able to see what these letters mean and we're not IDing every single stop because at the end of the day there's a lot of different ways people get information and on track signage might not be the best to communicate right the fifty stops that are on the line.
0: But wait a minute. So if I am from out of town and I'm going to like Tacoma Park.
1: Yeah, far away.
0: Far away, but not, you know, a terminal station, not like a, a big tourist destination. It might not show up on the pylon. Is the idea that nowadays you're counting on folks to have a smartphone or something like that, so they will they don't need every piece of information on a sign, but they do need better sense of this goes this way?
1: Yeah, I think that's on the right track. But at the station, you will still be able to get all of the information you need. It's not going to be presented on one sign. It's going to be presented in a way that you get the information where and when you need it.
0: So people have weirdly strong attachment to signage. A couple of years Huge. ago, before yes. you were here, there was a thing when a contractor used a slightly wrong font, so a slightly long typeface, not the traditional Helvetica new. And people, or at least uh, design aficionados, freaked out. Their brains hurt because the because it looked slightly off. Have you had like other people reacting to your new signs that way?
1: We haven't, and that's partially because we are maintaining the heritage. We are maintaining the font styles and the aesthetic, from my perspective, the aesthetic values that Metro had when it first opened. We are still collecting feedback, so if you disagree, go to our website and you can submit a comment, but to date, no negative comments on the design
0: you know as a native washingtonian and a, a metro user uh, i know that the thing that we locals gripe about most often about out of towners on metro is their not understanding the rules of the escalators about standing on one side and walking on the other is there anything that like you can do with wayfinding or signage or paint one side green and the other side red or something like that that could actually solve this problem in a nudge yeah. kind of way
1: yeah, we'd love to. It's on the wish list. And as soon as we get finished with our uh, system for train directions, we're going to get started on those escalators. So okay. if anybody wants to mock anything up, feel free to send it along.
0: I think you might regret that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no readers. So when is all this going to be implemented? Like, do, do, Is there a rough schedule?
1: Yeah, so we are finishing up the installation at Lanfant Plaza, and we are going to be collecting feedback over the next month or so. We are then moving on to the next two stations, and we're also going to be doing more around rail-to-bus connections and bus-to-rail connections. I think that's an overlooked area that we can spend a lot more time with and make things a little bit easier for the customer.
0: Sarah, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: is all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, print your love note to us in sans serif font on a new sign. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.